0: I'm Gary Bard, founder and editor in chief of today's caregiver magazine and caregiver dot com and your host for our weekly caregiving podcast series. In this podcast, we will introduce you to many of the leading caregiving thought leaders, authors, experts, and even caregivers with famous faces who have graced the covers of our magazine dan Ferrara and why is it important for family caregivers to know about compliance issues
1: well gary uh you know, I wasn't familiar with that term when I got into this, and, and what I learned uh, was fascinating to me, because I learned that when people don't take their prescription medication at least 80% of the time, that medication loses its efficacy, which means it really doesn't uh, control that medical condition very well anymore. And the results of that is an increase in heart attacks and strokes. In the 65 and over crowd, it represents 25% of all hospital admissions. And and that really astounded me and got me more and more driven to see what we might be able to do uh, to improve that situation.
0: And it's a real challenge because our senior loved one uh, using a seven to 12 medications on a daily basis on different schedules. You know, you take this before lunch and you take this with food and then you take, I get confused.
1: There are a lot of reasons people might take less than uh, their medications, less than 80% of the time. Uh, Sometimes um, they can't afford the copay and it's on purpose. And, And sometimes they're afraid of side effects. And sometimes they think, well, I feel pretty good and and I don't need it. Uh, But uh, 24% of the time uh, is just because they forgot to take it when they were supposed to take it and the time has passed. And in the 65 and and older crowd, uh, that percent uh, is actually a little higher. And so uh, we devised an easy-to-use device for the senior market. Uh, Typically, they don't have... Uh, smartphones and if they do a lot of them don't have apps that's a little too complicated so we made it easy um, uh, all they need to do is wear um, our health assist uh, smartwatch uh, which is uh, powered and manufactured by Samsung uh, and and it's a great-looking watch and and we found that was another problem uh, you know as it relates to that older market um, Family caregiver is a concern uh, if they're in distress and they uh, fall down or they can't get up. And, and there's a whole segment, as you know, of devices out there called personal emergency response services where people wear a pendant or a bracelet. And, and what we found is a lot of those people don't like to wear that device. There's a bit of a stigma to it. Whereas the Uh, health assist Watch is is just a beautiful watch and a beautiful gift that could be given to an older parent uh,
0: and that really solved that that
1: particular problem as well
0: the idea of a beautiful watch and by the way it is a beautiful watch the idea of having all the assets that they need in a beautiful watch is really unique but it's also fits the mode of their experiences how did you how did you guys come up with that
1: our uh, history is we manage population health management programs for large insurance companies like Anthem and Cigna companies like that where they need to engage their audience to make sure they do the things that they need to do to have a good outcome and and what came back to us in working with them is a the frustration that they had with the older segment of the medicare advantage market and that they couldn't get them engaged in a program that's why uh, we developed the health assist watch because they they don't use digital technology Uh, they don't typically text a lot of them don't a lot of them don't use apps in a smartphone so how do we engage them and the easiest solution is gee let's just build this into a, a fine looking watch that they would just wear And and that would enable us uh, to interact with them when we need to, to remind them to do the things that they need to do to manage their health. And that could be taking a medication. It could be refilling a medication. And in that case, refilling is as simple as pressing an icon on the screen. It could be a reminder to schedule or go to a medical exam that maybe their family caregiver had set up for them. And it's all done through the watch. And if they are in distress, rather than a a call going to an intermediary, we connect them directly to 911. You know, if I'm having a heart attack, I don't want to talk to an agent. I want to talk to a 911 person immediately and let them assess the situation because minutes or seconds make a difference as to whether or not I'm going to be okay. So I want a direct connection. And the Health Assist Watch... Is an independent phone. You don't need a smartphone. And so, by pressing the upper watch stem for five or more seconds, it connects them directly to a nine one one agent.
0: If, if anybody hasn't seen this watch, you need to go to dot net. I think of James Bond because it's got so many things that it does. It does your medication reminders, your prescription refill reminders, your exam reminders, your condition related reminders, your recurring personal reminders, one-time or date-specific health care reminders, activity and biometric sensor data collection, all in this this beautiful thin watch. And what's kind of neat to me is that it's also uh, a fall detection notification system to the caregiver. And I'd like to talk about that a bit because that is a big issue for family caregivers.
1: Yeah, well, there's a lot of sensors in the watch itself And that's why we partnered with uh, Samsung, because we could never do this on our own. We needed to use their technology. So the sensors in the watch enable us uh, to um, collect uh, heart rate every hour, uh, uh, daily activity level, how many steps a person has taken, uh, daily sedentary time, uh, how long they've been still and And we partnered with another company that made it very easy using their devices to also collect uh, glucose readings uh blood pressure uh and weight uh and and so we could collect all of that data uh put it in the form of a report to send to the family caregiver at the end of the month, so they could see where mom or dad maybe has skewed out of the average or safe zone. Uh, And then in addition to that, um, the uh, software has the ability to detect uh, a a fall. And if someone falls, we confirm it. uh, And at the same time, we also notify the family caregiver. Now, we think the family caregiver is a very important component uh, and to do it timely. So if someone is behind on taking their medication, we notify the family caregiver. So they could talk to mom and find out why they're not uh, taking their heart medication. Maybe it's upsetting their stomach because they're gonna have an influence on that person. Uh, If the person uh, is out of the safe zone uh, with uh, glucose readings, uh, they could see that on the report uh, and it's all graphical and easy to read and they could call mom and say, mom, your glucose level was 300 and greater for a whole week. What's wrong? We we rather have, and the difference between us and the personal emergency response services is we help prevent that from happening in the first place. And so if we could help monitor and manage the things that greatly affect their health, such as medication adherence and all of these other things, we could have people stay at home longer, be safe longer, be healthier longer, and that's really what our objective is.
0: And this amount of data really helps the primary care physician with regards to remote patient monitoring, doesn't it? Yeah, and and that's
1: uh, another wonderful element because uh, Medicare, uh, starting the beginning of this year, supports what they call remote patient monitoring, which the primary care physician can be receipt of monitoring a person's glucose. Uh, levels, their blood pressure and their weight, they could see what the outliers are. Uh, Remote monitor patients on a consistent basis. It's going to reduce hospital costs uh, and hospital admissions and hospital readmissions and all of these different things that happen. And so what they decided to do is to pay the physician to do that. And so the physician actually receives uh, $123 per month per patient uh, to monitor the statistics that we could supply to them through the health assist view dashboard. And so it's kind of a win-win for everyone. It's certainly uh, good for the uh, user of our health assist watch. Uh, It it becomes very good for the uh, family caregiver because they have a sense of, of ease and peace now that everything that they can do, they are doing. And it makes sense for the physician because now the physician uh has a, uh, a an additional revenue stream they have an ability to better manage the health of their patients and it's really a win win thing all the way around.
0: What are caregivers telling you whose loved ones are using the health assist watch? Well you know as you know this
1: is pretty new uh, we are on the uh the cutting edge of this and um and we we did some work with our phase one health assist watch. And uh, and we had great results. And we were able to move between 11 and 23% of people that were non-adherent in their medication regimen to adherence. And, and that was just a wonderful thing for the user. It was just a wonderful thing for the family caregiver. And in that case, it was a wonderful thing for the health insurance company because they were able to save money by uh, reducing the amount of hospitalization. So that was our experience. Yeah, and Gary, the reason we got into this is our vision was that the smartwatches are going to become more and more a health monitoring and management tool. Uh, And so you will shortly see uh, the addition of uh, ECG uh, and the ability to uh, detect AFib from the health assist watch wearers. And I'm not sure what the time frame is for this, but I can tell you that the major smartphone manufacturers are actively working on non-invasive glucose rating, which would mean that the people uh, in this age group who are diabetics, and it's a good percentage, wouldn't have to prick their finger all day uh, to uh, read their uh, glucose levels, uh, the watch would have several different lasers in it uh, where uh, based upon the refraction uh, of those different la- uh, lasers uh, they're able to determine the amount of uh, sugar in the in the blood and and that's going to be just a wonderful thing because first of all it's easier we're going to have a a a more consistent reading, and all of the data that we collect is stored in our back-end database. And and all of these things that we're talking about are correlated to health outcomes. And so we expect, in the not-too-distant future, to uh, do a clinical study where we would be able to exactly make claims on the percentage of uh, reduction in hospitalizations and readmissions and diabetic-related uh, costly events, strokes and heart attacks. So we're pretty excited about it. We think we're at the right place at the right time.
0: So the, in essence, the watch is the hardware. And as time goes by and more things happen and the improvements in software, you can literally just upload new software um, to support our loved one's health.
1: Yeah, that's correct. Yeah, yeah, we have uh, direct connection with uh, all of the watches, and so we're able to upgrade remotely through the air. Uh, we also have diagnostics on the watches that report back to us. Uh, we're able to know if someone's not wearing the watch or not charging the watch, so we could reach out and call that person or call the family caregiver. So we have pretty good control of that.
0: And I also think it incredibly cost effective, that the, the different price points were uh, really smart and you can pay over time. How did you come up with all that?
1: You know, we want to get market shares, so we weren't looking at gouging profits. And so uh, we looked at the emergency response service market. And even though we have all these extra features and capabilities, uh, we're roughly about half the price of just that service. And that doesn't include the cost when when someone has an adverse event yeah. and, and they have to go to the hospital and the co-pays and the emergency room and things of that nature. And people should really take that into consideration as well. I, I just you know, on a person-to-person basis, Gary, and talking to different people, I, I have to tell you I was amazed at the percentage of people who have a service for one of their oldie, older family members that told me, yeah, you know, I bought this for my mom or my dad, but they don't wear it. Mm. And, and if they don't wear it, it's useless. No one's going to be uh, concerned about wearing a, a very good looking watch. It's, it's very, very attractive. So the men's is a 46 millimeter that has a, you know, a larger face and it comes in silver and black. And, and the women's is 42 millimeter. The really pretty one, Gary, is a rose gold. Uh, I got it for my wife. She loves it. And I could tell you when she's out uh, uh, and about, a lot of people ask, did you get that watch?
0: That's a nice watch. What is the one most important piece of advice that you'd like to share with family caregivers? Uh, The the piece of advice that
1: I'd like to share uh, is the one that I learned that I had no knowledge about and that how important it is for people who take prescription medications to uh, be adherents to that and take it at least 80% of the time because when they don't, the ramifications are just incredible. Uh, And and besides uh, 125,000 deaths, if you added up all of the additional healthcare costs that we pay today, and we all we all pay for it in one way or another. The larger uh, healthcare organizations, like Kaiser and, and other uh, organizations, have come up with an amount that indicates that medication non-adherence represents between 100 and 280 billion dollars a year in extra healthcare costs, and that affects all of us.